Hi, Jack. Hey, Andy. How you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Nice to see you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm right. Actually, thanks. Busy week. End of a busy week. Um, but but yeah, good. Thank God it's Friday. How's your when week been? When is it? Not a busy week, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's relentless, isn't it? At the moment, I think across the board. Yeah. Well, I'm just. I think this is sort of going going out to wider audience. So I think it'd be useful. I know we know each other, but if just introduce ourselves, I guess, and sort of mention the business and we're in different sectors and what we do. But if I, happy for me to start with that. So. Um, Andy McMaster, um, one of the directors and founders of uh, Trevit Services, recruitment business. We we specialise in the, uh, well, very lucky, actually. It's, it's a fantastic sector. It's the facilities management and maintenance uh, built environment, essentially. But we, look, we, we support clients managing and maintaining um, their clients' buildings across. Yeah, we're we're UK-based at the moment. So, um we, we work with, yeah, any from uh, not houses, we don't do domestic, but any, anything from uh, football stadium, rugby stadiums, museums, data centers, banks, multi tenanted offices, hospitals, um, prisons, government departments. So it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's an amazing industry full of amazing people. Um, and I've, I've been in the space for about 20 years, um, for my sins, just uh -huh. over. Um, Trevit, Trevit Services, part of Trevit Group, we've been running now for about four, four and a half years, um, London-based and on the south coast with an office in Salisbury, um, and we're in a sort of headcount at the moment, there's myself plus a, a team of um, 11 that uh, focus on recruitment, working with the customers and clients, and then we've got a couple of ladies sort of more back office supporting with um, yeah, invoicing and sort of administrative bits and pieces that, that help us do our bit, so yeah, we, 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 it's an amazing sector. Um, absolutely amazing. So I'm sure we can cover a bit more of that in a moment. But um, and yourself, Jack? Um, yeah, sure. And I think it's just that's the one thing in recruitment. I think, isn't it? It's just um, like it's such a big industry. And 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 although recruitment as a term and, and a phrase, we all do the same thing. It, it's so different to so many different people in in different in different sectors, um, which is quite cool. I think about TRN right because you end up meeting people that you'd never normally ever kind of. Um, get yeah. uh, exchange dialogue with and, and pick up little bits of, uh, of info along the way. Um, but quick intro for myself. Um, so I'm Jack Manger, founder of, of Formula Recruitment. Um, we're a specialist technology recruitment business. Uh, we've got offices in uh, in London, in Victoria, um, and in St Ives in Cornwall, um, which is uh, a little bit unusual um, against the against the norm. Um, I'm in the in in St Ives today, actually. Uh, we're six years old this year, um, so. Um, we're celebrating our uh, our birthday um, later on in in April um, with a load of events, which is something to look forward to. Um, we've got twenty two people um, across both offices. A majority of our works in the majority of the work is done in the UK, um, but we have launched in Germany this year as well, um, which is kind of an incubation phase right now. But we're starting to see um, success in uh, in Germany now as well, which is which is great. Um, we kind of take like an inch wide, mile deep approach. Um, in terms of the way that we structure the business, we've got specialist technology consultants that work in kind of core markets, um, either contract or perm. Um, and then we've also got a sister business um, called Team Cadence, which is an embedded talent solutions business, which was really born out of um, our, our need to, uh, I guess, go beyond an external partner um, kind of status and um, and get to the point where we've actually got a now got a, a team um, of TA professionals that are actually directly on site, um, focusing on direct talent acquisition for, for some of our customers. Um, it's quite complementary um, in terms of our kind of agency and MSP work to then also then have that in our in our in our kind of arsenal to then bring in our um, our dedicated TA partners as well. 
It's interesting, isn't it? I, I, one of the first things you said then, and my sector is very different to your sector. Recruitment, I guess, is recruitment, but that's, that's maybe simplifying it a little bit. But it's you could anywhere and everywhere needs needs a level of recruitment, don't they? It's, it's, you know, my sector's huge, but it's yeah, you know, it's just one label, FM and maintenance, but you can break that down into so many areas of specialism. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. And I guess yours, like you say inch wide but mile deep but in that mile deep there's opportunity to diversify within your specialism as well yeah definitely and we just found you know you've got to have you've got to have a niche in a market which is so saturated um and you know we'll we'll come on to it in a bit but um you know it's certainly in terms of the the candidate experience um that, that we need to deliver we just couldn't have a business of generalists um because i think you know we'd get we'd get eaten alive and and candidates demand, um, you know, a lot more detail yeah. um, than than you can kind of do if you're just trying to cover and build things to everyone. Um, so yeah, it works for us. I mean, yeah, I think I think the specialism piece is is is, is key. It's absolutely key. You're, do you you're get adding, out then? Do you, do you kind of get out on client site and stuff? Is that part I of your love, work? Or? That's that's one of the best parts of the, of, of the job. It's 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 very it's very well. Yeah, recruitment is people to people, isn't it? But the sector that we're in. If if you're if you're supplying somebody with a temp or perm to a hospital or a school or a museum or a data center or there's 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 different nuances with it, with each environment mm-hmm. um, and you you by going out on site visiting your clients and customers without you without getting a feel for that particular site some sites I mean it's, it's just it's just really simple things but. Some sites will, will accept, I don't know, facial tattoos, earrings, piercings, whatever it is. Other sites, you soon learn that that's not acceptable. And that's not our decision. It's the client's decision or their end. So it's, yeah, it's the, one of the best parts of the job is going out on site, seeing clients. Um, and every single time you go out, our clients, they look after these buildings. They're, they're, they're babies, in essence, and they, they love showing them off. If it's a simple office block, they'll still show you around. Mm-hmm. If it's the Ministry of Defence building or one of the towers in Canary Wharf or Natural History Museum or Wem- Wembley Stadium, they'll, they'll take you around and you kind of get to go behind the scenes and see bits that the public don't see, five-star hotels and things. It's, it's really fascinating. But by doing that, you're, you're gauging and honing in on the person thing because every, yeah, everything, yeah. Everything, that our, everything that our customers do are in front of their customers so if you've got i don't know one of the investment banks in the city our clients are delivering a service to them so they're walking the floor you've got the investment the traders the dealers all the stakeholders that work for that investment bank we're supplying people who make their life easier the workplace the workspace the air conditioning's working there's no no leaks drainage Heating, lighting, cooling, BIM, cleaning, reception, post room, security. So much that goes on. Yeah, right. To, 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 to enable those people to do their jobs. It's, yeah, it's, it's, fascinating. it's fascinating. And I always say to, to, to my team, and I've, you know, I was told very early on, in recruitment, five days, or any, any job, but five days in the office, looking at your screen, on the phone. What, why would you want to do that? 
we're, we're able to, you know, in the office, out of the office, but you're, you're able to go and spend some good quality time with customers out of the office. It mixes your week up. You're close to your customers. You're, you're understanding and, and, and getting closer to your market. So, yeah, in answer to your question, probably a long answer, but, yeah, we're very lucky. We're lucky. And I love, love going out. You're not going to just see a customer. You're going to see the building and the environment. And, yeah, I could wax lyrical about some of the visits I've been on <laughs> and what I've, what I've been fortunate to see behind the scenes. But each visit, you, you, it adds another layer of knowledge and specialism. And you know, I, I, one thing I do join when we get new people join the business, take them out, you know, choose, cherry pick a couple of nice customers, interesting buildings, a couple of customers that you know would be happy to, to show, showcase their building, show it off. And for some sort of greener recruiters or people new to the sector, mm. It's, it's 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 invaluable invaluable it's a weird one isn't it because i mean we i don't want to make it about about covid at all because i think everyone's everyone's fed up with it to be fair but it's it's an interesting transition isn't it from when it was kind of like zero contact and then this kind of yeah. like it almost made meetings easier um in the initial part because it was like well we can just do virtual yeah. um and it made it easier to kind of make that happen but now like, as a byproduct of that it's kind of trying to get people to remember and realize or people that haven't necessarily even experienced that you know that, yeah. that are new to um to, to recruitment that so much there's so much value in getting out and being you know out meeting clients meeting candidates and doing 200 percent. yeah I, I agree it's, it's the most one of well, one of the most important things if you, if you don't grasp that then uh, i think you're missing a trick yeah and it's just kind of the virtual stuff is, yeah, it's kind of almost allowed people to, you know, to to kind of not need to do that. Um, and we're yeah. just starting now, which is great. You know, probably in the last three months um, or maybe maybe stretching that to six months, we've, you know, we've started to really encourage and, and push and get the teams back out, you know, meeting the senior candidates, getting the candidates coming to the office, going to back onto yeah. client site um, and and starting to kind of see the benefit of that. We're doing our first physical meetup um, in, in a couple of months' time because it feels like now people will start attending again versus kind of feeling like it's yeah. a, a virtual, like kind of, yeah, Teams uh, teams event or something. So, when you, sorry, which you're, you're, you're doing your first meetup, did you say? What, what do you mean by that? Is that with clients, customers, or an internal thing? Or yeah, so you're hosting an event? event. Or? Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of co-hosting an event um, with, um, we're, with three of our customers um, from the industry. So we've Brilliant. got uh, Tesco, um, a fintech startup, um, and, and Zolka, a consultancy, um, kind of coming together in like a kind of semi-roundtable slash kind of with an audience kind of set up in a, in a venue in London. Um, and there'll be 50 odd people there um, from, the, from the kind of tech industry. Um, that will, yeah, that will kind of, uh, will, will host with them. Um, it's a really great opportunity just to get out and, and get a load of people together um, for some interesting debate. Um, and how many, how many of your team do you take? Is that open to most of your staff or just some of your staff uh, that have the relationships? We kind of like, it's a bit of both. So it's, we'll, we'll probably have half a dozen of us, um, you know, yeah. probably maximum. You don't want it to feel like a recruitment event, of course, like it's yeah, an yeah, industry yeah. event. Um, yeah. But really, it's based on, on on who's there, right? If you've got pe if you've got people there that you want to catch up with over you know over a beer, then yeah. then of course you're going to be at the event, and that's the kind of main driver for us. And it's a way that we can kind of get people to to reconnect to people face to face. So one thing is it's interesting. So it almost sort of moved linked to, but another another layer in that. So we we haven't at this point. I, I do attend quite a few networking events. There's a number mm -hmm. of sort of interesting bodies, and 
I'd encourage you know my, my team and colleagues to be doing that as well. I went to one this week, which was which was really interesting. But um, there's I'm hearing that there, there, there's quite a few people out there looking at the next layer up of that, sort of creating communities. Mm -hmm. You come, I don't know, you, you might do that already if you're hosting client events, but it's something I'm going to look at this year and and create a community for for clients, whether that's hosting events or WhatsApp groups that similar to perhaps we have at the TRN where you can just people can come in and ask questions and get opinions and lean on their peers etc and I think I think there's 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 potentially a lot, a lot of value you can add in that you're bringing you're bringing like for like peers together they're able to bounce and um, if it's virtual on WhatsApp that's one thing but you create you know communities on LinkedIn and then that moves to what you're doing by the sound of it and, and hosting events which I, I think is really interesting yeah I think I know it's no surprise, you know, that the industry is certainly in technology anyway, like it's um, it's challenging in some ways. You know, we've got we've got a, a quite interesting or diverse, I should say, client portfolio where we're pretty evenly split across um, startups, um, then a kind of chunk of SME kind of style companies and then and then the much bigger tech players. Um, and we've seen the startup um, kind of third of our of our portfolio almost mm. disappear, um, just where they they haven't got the um, they haven't got the funding um, or the confidence to be hiring at the moment. Um, yet we've got you know on the on the flip side the larger companies, um, not the kind of unicorns which we will hear see in the press obviously a shedding, but there are yeah. plenty of companies which are consistently hiring. Um, and what we've realised is that like, we've got a We've just got to work a lot harder at the moment to, to get the same results. Um, and by working harder, it means we've got to just deliver more value to the people that already know and trust us. So we're yeah. just constantly really working out what is that value proposition for us. Yes, of course, like fun, first and foremost, we have to be able to deliver, a, you know, an exceptional recruitment service. Like we get that. And that's kind of if we weren't doing yeah. that, then we wouldn't be even talking to them. But it's kind of like in addition to that now, what, you know, what can we be doing to help them build their brand, um, you know, to share knowledge within the community um, and really kind of make sure that we're we're putting forward our our best foot in a market where you've just got to be at the top of your game, haven't you? Because it's, yeah, it's 100%. definitely tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I mean the, the, the sector that we're in, the, I would say you, you said before, the big, the big behemoths, the, the big PLC, the, the, the big corporate, um, recruitment businesses, we we come up less and less and less against them. It's the it's the boutique, it's the specialists, and what what's the differentiator? How do you stand out from that? It's it's and then the, you know, the war for talent. There are some companies in, in you know, probably in most sectors who, who will talk to any recruiters because they just need people. They'll find people, but that's not a position that we want to be in. We don't place ourselves there. We, we you know, we're looking at clients where there's a long term, there's a history. There's now and there's long term. There's 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 future. We want to future proof our business, but by mm -hmm. doing that, we're also trying to support them to future proof their buildings and their 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 service offerings as well. But I think the whole the the, the specialism and consulting and you know, we've every consultant approaches their job differently. But I think the ones that stand out at the moment are the ones who are you know, sticky is a funny term, but getting you know, they're they're dependable. They know what looks good. They they clients understand that we've got access to people mm -hmm. that look good that's that's key i mean it's not just knowing what looks good it's, it's you've got to you know, demonstrate you've got access to those people and you can you can present them um and i think coaching coaching clients coaching candidates i mean we talked about clients i guess but you know the candidate journey the whole candidate piece at the moment is is more important than it's ever been 
I think, you know, so the, the, the clients on one side screaming out for help and us putting our best foot forward there. But those those consultants or those businesses that really go go to town and, you know, the candidate journey start to finish. And it's not just how we interact and, and treat candidates. It's, it's coaching clients to improve yeah, their interactions as well, because candidate experience with, with Trevit might be positive. Or I'd hope it would be. But you don't always get the feedback from the candidates that they've had a good experience with some clients. And that's where, again, we're you know, trying to coach and suggest and you know, consult with clients about how, how best they can improve their candidate journey or what they're showing. And have you would, found you that? Have of... you found the, the, that over the past, past, past year or so, would you say you've consistently had a, a kind of a, the same amount of demand in terms of your job pipeline? Um, or almost, almost definitely, yeah. Really it's, interesting. Yeah, it's so the, yeah, I, I, I think it's the way that our market's structured, so our sector structured. So if you look at an investment bank in the city, mm-hmm. they, they're going to outsource all of their facilities management, all of their maintenance. And they, they bring one of our clients in, they sign a four, three, normally a three to five year deal. Um, and towards the end of that three to five year deal, it either gets renewed or the said investment bank goes out to market, goes out to tender for those services. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the client incumbent will secure it and retain it. Other times it goes out and another incumbent comes in. And if, so across the whole built environment, Contracts are changing hands left, right, and centre every day. Three, every single building, every single facility has a three to five year contract life on it. And when it all changes right. hand, it, it it just creates so much churn in the market. People people don't want to move to this company or two across because they maybe worked there before, had a bad experience, so they put themselves on the market. They want to move and. The, the new incumbent coming in doesn't particularly mobilize the contract well, so the staff are not happy. It's just, it's not the experience they were hoping for, so they'll reach out and look. So yeah, the, the job flow at all levels, at, at a lower level, whether that's be engineers, um, security front desk, help desk, right up to account directors, business unit directors mm-hmm. and, and above, the, the, yeah, the, the job, flow the demand is is it's high it's as high as it's ever been and I, and I don't see it tapering off at all so we're spoiled for choice in that respect but you could also look at that that it, it does make it harder as well because every client is 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 crying out for and there's you know if the focus is quality you need to make yeah. sure you're delivering quality you can't just have a go at it you, you've got to stick to your guns and you know, very easy to lose a relationship over just chancing it a few times. And the quality isn't isn't always that apparent to be able to deliver. So you've got to have an honest conversation sometimes with clients as well. And and has that been the same as the, yeah, I guess from the candidate, you mentioned candidate experience earlier and um, and volume of candidate or individuals that are kind of actively looking and, and, and you're recruiting. Has there been any changes there at all or it is just quite consistent in your markets? Um, there's a shortage. There's a skill shortage. There's a shortage of, across the board. Um, our, our sector was very much propped up with, for as long as I've been in the sector, um, mm-hmm. Antipodeans, a lot of Australians, South Africans, uh, New Zealanders. They've got great engineering backgrounds. They do great apprentices out there um, across Europe as well. Um, and yeah, obviously, you know, the, the last 18 months or so, a lot of those people have, have left and perhaps not come back. So that's left a huge 
huge dearth of, of, of certain skill shortages there. Um, but I think there's just, yeah, there's, I think the can, the can, we, we run contingent and perm. Do you do the same? You, yeah. September and perm. So contingent, yes, there's, there's, it's probably, I wouldn't say easier, but it's a, it's the perm. I think the permanent market is, is the more challenging market at the moment from candidate experience, counter offers. I've had conversations with an MD um, before Christmas um, and she was saying how frustrating she was finding it because every single person the business was, was attracting at getting to offer stage, they, they were losing a lot of them to, to counter offers and she was spitting facts about it, really not happy. And I sort of flipped it and said, well, but how are you treating people if, if they're resigning from your business? How are you approaching that? And she said, well, we're counter-offering them. Of course we are. We want to keep them. So it's like, well, that's what everybody's doing. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's really interesting, interesting actually, that, that that's happening in your world. We, I mean, so the, the market is definitely slightly different in our, in our, I guess, in our space in terms of um, demand. I think there were loads of jobs last year, like tons mm. of jobs. Um, and it was it was tricky, you know, to, to find, and like you mentioned, quality obviously is, is, is the golden word there, but like to, to kind of find quality candidates, um, was, was tricky. And we were just, you know, we couldn't keep up with the amount of jobs that's definitely yeah. now, you know, we've seen a, a really significant sway in that, you know, and now less jobs, more candidates available. Um, Have you really? No. Yeah. no, we haven't got that at all. It's, it's, it's yeah. Reverse. Yeah, so definitely less jobs out there, um, and and a just a different perspective, I think, um, from from what people are looking for. Um, you know, it used to all be about impact. You know, what business can I go and join? Yeah. Candidate, we'd really hone in on the impact that someone can have in in the new role, and we'd we'd really work with our our client closely to to kind of crystallise that impact factor, yeah. so that when we went to market, we could we could shout about it. Um, and that that's still important, but certainly it's been replaced by, you know, by by job security um, and kind of really making sure that people understand the company they're joining, um, the funding model um, that they've got in place, yeah. you know, profit yeah. versus, you know, still um, still trying to get into profitability um, from, a, from a startup perspective, the roadmap ahead. You know, there's a lot more. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more of a, a kind of focus on 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 security, um, which we're which it's we're interesting. Seeing. Really interesting. Well, I think we're seeing, you know, there's still there's still people going for multiple processes. So, you know, it's not like every candidate's got one job. Um, so that, that that's a good sign that there's still kind of stuff happening in the yeah. market. Um, yeah. but we're just not seeing it being, you know, clients aren't anywhere near as desperate as they were last year. Um, and actually we're over prepping for counter offers because obviously it's just what you do. And then nine times out of ten now, the candidate isn't getting the counter offer. So it's kind of like it's good prep of Course. it's interesting as well but so, they're not so, you know they're letting them go they're kind of so the, you know. this, this, this is interesting so in the whole counter offer and trying to trying to keep staff from leaving so the same client that i, I mentioned earlier um I had a conversation with her probably about six weeks ago and mm. she she said to me um if i've got one one sort of gap within my, my management team at the moment across the business is I need some sort of middle, middle management, middle to senior managers, operations managers, she would call it. And she said, what we found over the last six, nine months is that those people that we counter offered to, to, to retain, yeah. perhaps we promoted because part of the counter offer scenario was give you a bit of a promotion, let's give you more responsibility. And she almost said, we, we did that almost too many times mm. and they weren't ready for it. 
and we've now got a, a, a potential issue mushrooming across that middle management piece because we've promoted people perhaps a little bit. So what, by trying to retain their staff and trying to keep momentum in the business together, she'd almost created a problem down the line, which I yeah. thought I'd, that's the first time I've heard someone say that. It's quite interesting. So, yeah, sometimes I guess from a, as, again, that's an education for you talking to a client and talk around that sort of scenario. You know, some clients might be like, well, that's that's a valid point, actually, because I don't want to find myself in a whole six to nine months down the line when I've promoted people ahead of their time just to try and keep them. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Like, yeah, and also it's almost, yeah, kind of, yeah, getting ahead of, of yeah, that, that kind of the counter offer um, prep for the client, isn't it, almost, rather than the yeah. candidate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real scenario. It's, it's yeah. a real real scenario happening now in, in one of our clients' businesses and perhaps perhaps more. So, you know, she's probably not alone, I'd imagine. But mm. and we, We've seen that with com like compensation levels as well. I'm not sure um, about, about your side, but um, similarly, like last year, salaries definitely got a bit out of control in our sector for permanent, um, particularly in software engineering salaries kind of you know were leaping 10 20 percent and and people were expecting yeah um 10 20 percent increase and they were kind of well into six figures and and we've certainly seen now that being kind of reined back in and actually um not getting yeah. or customers aren't getting carried away with having to get drawn into big kind of well if they're paying that then we'll pay that and and this kind of salary warfare warfare they're much more actually conservative we've got some benchmarks yeah. done this is our kind of bracket if that works great if it doesn't work then we'll just carry on looking um there's certainly a, a more kind of measured approach to the gung-ho kind of antics of, of last year um, How, did you um, see that kind of did you see that with salaries or, or not so much yeah i mean yeah there's been salary inflation for sure um and i think part of that is part of that is linked to the number of counter offers across the sector it's mm -hmm. if somebody's I don't know, put out a number from thin air. If somebody's on 40, they get an offer of 43 to 45, they'll be counter-offered 45 to 48. And mm -hmm. I think I think I think we could probably look at the same in, in the recruitment sector as well. I think there's a lot of people who left over maybe moved somewhere else or maybe not got counter-offered, but actually, you know, at some point the salary is going to drop back down again. You know, so if 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 someone's left the recruitment business or one of our clients' businesses, if you need for any reason need to look again six nine months down the line have you overpriced yourself perhaps and that's that yeah. might be a, a scenario that comes around i was going to ask you because you talked about i i can't imagine at the moment there being less jobs and more candidates like that's not that's not our space at all but if that's where you're at how do you approach business development because if clients are, are pulling back on number of vacancies and mm. some people aren't hiring what how yeah what's your approach to that yeah, it's good. It's a great question. And there's definitely been, you know, there's definitely a bit of complacency um, that, that set in. Um, I think we're, you know, we're, we're wise enough to admit it, um, you know, so we've had to we've really had to kind of kickstart our BD engine, to be fair, um, and, and make sure that we're, yeah, living and breathing it, you know, and kind of acting yeah. like true 360 consultants yeah. um and you know the the numbers luckily i mean we use we use a lot of data in the business we've got all analytics and, and we use that to our advantage but you know if i looked at the outbound activity um this year or this quarter versus last quarter or this quarter last year it's like 10x because we're just having really? so much more yeah yeah um, and we're doing so we're kind of like we've got two pathways we've got the uh, i kind of lose 
said earlier, we've got the strengthening our relationships with our existing customers and our yeah. existing contacts yeah. um, because there's a ton of work to do there. And there's so much missed opportunity because we haven't necessarily um, needed to or had so much of a focus on that. So it's all about, yeah, ongoing development of existing um, and strengthening those relationships and, and ultimately doing, you know, 50% more without having to do 50% more work. Um, and then we've got that kind of actually new contact acquisition stuff, which is the yeah. kind of, you know, the true VD. And we've seen, you know, we've definitely had some people having to kind of have a good look at themselves and work out, okay, need to reprogram here. Like I've got to be yeah. doing, I think James actually put a post out the other day on, on, on his LinkedIn. Um, it's not the time to be, uh, or it's the times is doing more with, you know, with quality. Um, yeah. It's not just about smashing the phone and doing the numbers, but no, um, no, we've no, definitely no, no, got to increase yeah. our output um, while maintaining quality in order to get the same results. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a big focus. So sort of link to that because I mean, you've got what 20, 22 people. You said have you got a if you got an in-house marketing person, or do you outsource that, or how? Because we yeah we have we we haven't, and I see so much fly through LinkedIn sort of with regards to you know. It, I think some of the, the obvious ones are those that have an in-house marketing person, and yeah. those those that don't, you know, there's still some good content and there's still some good um, posts, but we haven't got an in-house at the moment. We we outsource. We've got we've got a marketing consultancy that we've worked with the last year or so um and i think ultimately i'd love to have an in-house yeah that, that's that's a that's a step to be yeah. seriously considered we tried because... that we tried the agency piece and kind of weren't using externals but it's so hard to get the tone of voice right and and for them to actually feel like they are part of your business um because obviously they're doing it for many people so they're kind of they're doing it but it's never really a true reflection of of how you want to be perceived in the market so we've got um, we had a part-time marketing manager, but we've now this year um, recruited a full-time marketing manager. Um, so she's joined us from a software background, actually, which is really helpful. Yeah. Um, and we're just starting. I mean, it's in its infancy, but we're we're just putting together that strategy. But already, like we're seeing, we're seeing the benefits of having yeah, know, a full-time yeah. person yeah. in that role and an experienced person as well, not like an exec, like a um, you know a, a genuine kind of experienced marketeer who can now start um, working, which is hard working with salespeople. Uh, yeah. on how to do non-sales directly like revenue generating um, activity yeah, yeah. um so we're just starting to get that now and get the content moving obviously we've got the event which i mentioned and, and hope's playing a massive part in that um so yeah i think it's it's tricky i've always been a bit kind of i don't know how you feel about it but like marketing isn't something that you naturally gravitate towards um as a uh, as a recruitment leader i think i of, think I think I, 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 if I, if I actually sit and find time sometimes to get some headspace and, and I, I could probably write a, a, a blog or an article and I'd like to think I'd probably make it read reasonably sensibly and insightful and valuable yeah. to somebody. But yeah, that's not my normal headspace, as it were. And I think some of, some of my team are consistently uh, good at sort of putting little bits out. Others perhaps sort of veer away from it a little bit. And mm. I think cons consistency is the key. Yeah, if you're not seeing some great hits, like one of our consultants, she's you know she's leading the way with it. You know she's getting her um her coverage now because we you get a lot of you get a lot of, of data back from from LinkedIn. Yeah, but her coverage and her views and her click throughs and and particularly within her market um is is really strong. So it clearly does work. It's just kind of yeah the time, isn't it? Taking the time to do it. We um we we do like a. 
again, it's just sort of small building blocks, I suppose. But at the moment, we do like a, a rotation once uh, once a fortnight. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a um, nominated or there's some, someone keeps a track of it. So this week, it might be me. The next fortnight, is somebody else. So we can't spread the load to, just to do a blog. Not, yeah, okay, nice. Not your generic -y posts and stuff. But again, the, the, the normal reaction is, what you, oh, is it me? Oh, hang on, hang on. What? And it's 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 hard for people. Maybe we, yeah, we don't force it upon, but equally, you know, it's good to give someone a little bit of an opportunity. And some some you know, some smash it, and some probably think, oh, I don't really want to do this. But again, it, yeah, to have an in-house marketing person, I think who sort of owns it and supports yeah. people. So it's uh, yeah, it's all very well sort of doing it, but yeah, having the support of an in-house marketing person, I think, would be invaluable. So, yeah, I think it's, it's arguably more important now than ever before because, yeah. you know, particularly in tech, and I think in other in other sectors as well, this is not the time to be a transactional recruiter, where yeah. you know you're in and out. This is the time to genuinely, you know, present yeah. a credible um, proposition to a yeah. either a current client or a or a new prospect, um, yeah. and that's got to really sing, isn't it? Otherwise, you just you know, you disappear into the ether yeah. with no with no real level of impact. And if, and if if they're not a new client today and they're not a new prospect today, they might not be next week or next month or in three months. But if there's consistency going out there that is in the back of their mind somewhere, they at some point they'll reach out. You'd like to think. Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely consider it um and and kind of work out when it's the right time for you as a business. But hmm. yeah, we've got those kind of we've got operations and and marketing as kind of non-sales related roles um in the company. Um, just knowing that, you know, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna scale the businesses we plan to, like they will become more and more important, um, you know, in the next next twenty four months. I've got I've got a lot, one. I'll let, I'll let you shoot at a moment, but I've got one last question for you, if you don't mind. I mean, I'm intrigued. It's something you said earlier, um, and it's in the back of my mind as well to 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 look at. But do you in St Ives, London? But you've you've gone to Germany. Was that? Yeah. I guess my because a lot of our a lot of our clients work. UK centric, and that's 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 their bag. That's where they're at. But we've got a number of clients who are, are global FM providers, so they're they're across the states, across Europe, so they're they're, they're everywhere. Um, so at some point, to look at the American market or, or further afield is something that we'll we'll undertake. And some of our competitors are, are doing that, and then they're moving into that space. Yeah. What? Why? Why Germany? And what drew you to was that client led? Or was that a decision that you made to to go there? Is that yeah, good question. Yeah, there's a couple of things to be honest. Um, definitely client led um, yeah. was you know was, was certainly up there. Um, you know we've got we have a number of customers that were saying, could you do this for us? So it kind of felt like quite yeah. an easy and low risk decision. Um, the English being the the business language obviously really helps, um, yeah. and the fact that it it is you know it's a really strong market in technology. Yeah. And we were just kind of aware that, you know, as the economy continues to do what it's doing, um, although yeah. UK seems to be coming out on top at the moment, which is exciting. Um, I think, you know, it made sense for us to just start to think about diversifying a little bit. So we weren't a whole you know, kind of wholly um, at the, you know, at, on the hook for, for UK um, kind of turbulence. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of going well so far. We do it from the UK, right? We're incubating it. We're doing it sensibly. Yeah. Um, and and it just gives us something else to talk about, you know, to our UK-based customers. But we're also leveraging, you know, the work we do here. And now we're talking to new businesses in Germany that, you know, that that, that, that want to work with us. So, 
brilliant. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely worth considering. Um, I think for sure. I mean, we haven't we haven't we haven't had to go there yet physically, but I expect you know this year that will start to become more of a thing um, as we go to kind of meet customers out there as well. And you, you well, you know the value that will you know the value that will come out of doing that already. I guess yeah. it's just I suppose timing it and when it's when it's the best time to do that. But yeah, I think that's what the best people are doing right now. Don't, uh, like it sounds like and. It's not even just in tech. It sounds like you're doing exactly the same. Like the the right thing to do at the moment is being out, getting in front of our customers, oh, yeah. spending All time with them, understanding yeah. their problems, um, and and I guess kind of making sure that we are at the forefront of their minds, but we're also solving problems, um, you know, for them tactically and strategically. So I think, yeah, that's the name of the game at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's that's been interesting. That's been a really yeah good to catch up with a nice chat. Yeah, agreed. Um, um, lunchtime now, I think, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you get away. Good to see yeah. you, Jack. And nice see, one, Andy. see you at the next TRN event or, yeah. or around. But best of luck. And I'm Good still in all you. of your trip lists, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. No. Yeah, just when, when, you, when you're having a moan to your wife later and your partner is bloody, oh, hang on. But yeah. spare me a thought. Spare Stand me a thought. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andy. Good to see you. Good man. Yeah, pleasure, Jack. Thank you.